Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> All right, we're back for another uh, fine episode of Brew Strong, and actually, we're uh, we're gonna take Brew Strong in a different direction. Right. Where, well, not not a really different direction, but uh, no, I'd say it's a definite. Well, twenty <laughs> twenty degrees. Twenty degrees. Well, in the way I describe it, we're kind of like bifurcating the show. A yeah. little bit. We're gonna we're gonna split off a uh, a pro brewer thread here of the show. So uh, we're gonna kind of alternate between the the shows that we have been doing, and uh, we're also going to kind of bring it in with a uh, a pro brewer aspect of it, mm-hmm. where we'll start out with um, you know something that is you know been a question for a lot of home brewers is. How do I get into pro brewing? How do I open a brewery? How do I become a pro brewer? Um, and you know, once you do, you know, how do you make great beer? So uh, we'll be covering all sorts of topics. Like I said, from uh, the pro brewer side, uh, you know, everything in- including uh, brewery size and distribution, financing, uh, you know, your your federal and state paperwork and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of great information in in there, and. Yeah. Um, we're going to do it with uh, our buddy Steve. We've got uh, Steve uh, Kinsey. Steve, you there? Yo. Hey, Jamil. Hey, John. Hey. So, uh, yes, our good friend Sven. Yeah. A lot of, known to a lot of Sven, yeah. On the Brewing Network, but uh, he's also going pro. Right. And, uh, you know, Steve and I were talking, and um, we. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of going both going at the same time to open our breweries, and um, you know we're we're both working along those lines. And we started talking about you know similar issues that we're coming up with, and you know similar questions that we have, and similar questions that people had for us. And we thought, you know, what a great way to uh, to uh, do it would be to uh, do a show on the Brewing Network. So uh, to go by, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's a great way to uh, get started. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, speaking of great great ways to get started, uh, Blickman Blickman Engineering, uh, yes, our, our great sponsor. They make uh, all sorts of stuff that uh, I think is is suitable for the uh, the pro brewer in all of us. You know, uh, right. might be a smaller scale, but uh, you know the quality of the equipment is uh, you know nothing but uh, professional. Nothing but the, the utmost uh, quality. Some of the finest stainless work you'll see outside of a pro brewery. And yeah. uh, he's um, he's going to be at NHC this summer uh, in June, mm-hmm. and uh, may have some new products to show us. So I'm looking forward to that. Right. Yeah that that'll be exciting. He always he always comes up with something. I think he looks at uh, NHC as being kind of uh, an opportunity to get his geek on, and and he likes that all the uh, the people at the conference come up and and want to see what he has and talk to him. So if you're a you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of Blickman, uh, you know, make sure you go up there and, and talk to him. He's a real nice guy. All the people at Blickman Engineering are real nice, uh, real friendly. So don't hesitate to go over there, shake his hand, and say hey, you know, thanks for sponsoring the show. Uh, you know, because without uh, sponsors like uh, Blickman Engineering, uh, it really wouldn't be possible to do these shows. You know, That's it's, right. It's, it's a requirement. So, uh, you know, make sure you go over there and thank him, and uh, he appreciates it. He likes he likes chatting with uh, passion home brewers, and everybody who listens to this uh, show, I think, is pretty passionate about uh, brewing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, Jimmy, I was thinking um, as we introduced today's show, it may be good to, to go back and explain uh, how we came up with the, the bifurcation idea. Um, and that kind of stemmed out of the Craft Brewers Conference we both attended a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, in talking to a lot of people there, um, lot, people like yourselves, you know, just getting started, mm-hmm. as well as other professional brewers that, uh, you know, listen to the show, mm-hmm. as well as other people from, say, you know, Golden, Colorado that have never heard of the show before. So, um, there's, we were surprised, I mean, you know, how many professional brewers actually listen to us and, you know, like mm-hmm. the content. And we realized that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people like yourself and Steve that are just getting started and, um, you know, we can, we can provide a, a you know, an inside uh, point of view and um, provide more good information. So, mm-hmm. we're going to do... Some uh, like we're start. I guess we're gonna thinking of alternating shows this week homebrew, next week professional brewery, and then back to homebrew and mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. tossing in the Q and A shows as, as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll keep doing the uh, content that you guys love as far as the uh, the brewing topics and um, you know the uh, Q and A shows. Um, as a matter of fact, I think we got a Q and A show coming up right after this, huh? That's right. Okay, and uh, you know, but we're we're going to uh, you know do some uh, pro level uh, shows here, at least pro focused. So, if you're interested in starting a brewery or becoming a uh, professional brewer, then uh, you're going to want to listen to this uh, series of shows. And uh, you know, once we're we're through that, I think we're going to probably have a lot more to say about uh, you know uh, the issues facing uh, the pro brewer as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so uh, let's do this. Let's take a uh, short break, and when we come back, we'll kind of get into uh, uh, a little bit uh, how Steve uh, uh, started uh, with his interest in beer and how he kind of got into uh, brewing and uh, what's uh, made him make the push. All right, back after this. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Hi, I have a sixer of Lagunitas in the icebox. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby, I told you not to call me after 8. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? You loser. Shut up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? Sir, if you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you'd know that. The hurricane furnace is using propane while you guys talk. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. Nope, it's scorched. What do you do? Frack, scoop it out and try again. Thug, use your mass rake. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, sir. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this, Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the collector's item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. 
Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain for a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste of liver. Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer a Award-winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Kilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. Well, and if you want to see more of our, our technicals, um, Palmer and I are going to be at the uh, IX Beer Fest in uh, Cleveland coming up. That's right. Yeah, it's just, a just couple next weeks. week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 13th, uh, we're going to be there doing uh, a live brew strong. I think that's uh, what, 8 o'clock? I believe, yeah. Yeah, on the, on the, uh, on the stage, we'll be there uh, doing a show. Justin will be there. We're going to bring uh, Moscow with us to uh, keep our beer glasses full. And then uh, I think uh, I'll be doing the awards ceremony on uh, Saturday from 2 to 3.30. And then uh, a VIP beer experience session um, on uh, later that, that evening between 7 and 11. In the, and then they're kicking us out of the state. Right. <laughs> and then we, we, <laughs> we needed to leave. Uh, I'm, I'm hanging around until Sunday. Ah, uh, that's I'll right. I'll backs on Sunday. And uh, just because... For me to get flights from Sacramento to wherever, it's just a royal pain. Uh, didn't, didn't quite work out. Well, and Steve, you're kind of uh, in a similar situation where you've got to drive like two hours to get to an airport, right? Nearest, unless I want to go to Ontario. But Burbank would be the closer choice, and that's uh, that's an hour, easy way, easy yeah. one way. Yeah, so it makes it, makes it tough to uh, yeah. to fly, yeah. Uh, my, you know, a lot of people go, oh, just fly out of San Francisco. It's like, well, yeah, it takes me two and a half hours to get to the San Francisco airport, you know. <laughs> so, and then, you know, parking is uh, ridiculous there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, it takes me about an hour to get to San Francisco, but that's because I fly there in the first place. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, well, so, you know, Mr. Weisenheimer. Speaking yeah. of another Weisenheimer, we've got uh, uh, Steve. So, Steve, uh, you know, one of the things I think that, uh, you know, People may be familiar with you from from the Brewing Network and the Sunday session and all that, but uh, how how did you get into craft beer? Uh, I've been into craft beer for as long as I've been drinking beer, really. Uh, ever since I started Around before I was five, back in college. <laughs> well, maybe not that, maybe not yeah. that young, but definitely high school and in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, excuse, excuse me while I perjure myself, but. You know, as we all did, you know, we've all had sips here and there, and 
and in, in, in high school and in college, uh, I was always experimenting with beer. I, I never wanted to, to drink the same beer twice. I always wanted to. I knew there was a variety out there. Um, well, at least when I was growing up, there was a variety out there. I grew up, uh, I was in the college age in the early 90s, so there was the uh, the first craft craft beer boom was uh, was just getting started. Mm-hmm. It was on the front of the curve, and uh, the Rhino Chasers, Henry Weinhardt's, uh, I remember all those beers were really becoming quite popular and were quite readily available, and I would uh, I would search search out different beers, and uh, I would never try to drink the same one twice. Right. And then how did you get into uh, brewing, or an interest in brewing? Because you're a home brewer. Um, as I, well, I, I am right? a home brewer, yeah. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> I've been brewing for... Uh, 13 years now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, my love of craft beer just uh, kind of kind of turned into to home brewing. I had friends in the early 90s who were home brewing, and I had a I had a really bad experience actually with a with one friend who did a, a Mr. Beer kit, and uh, and I had tasted that, and I was like, oh, I never. I was thinking about trying to to start home brewing, and when he did that, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, maybe I maybe I won't do that. Mm-hmm. But then a a friend of mine and a coworker of mine, Charlie Essers. Um, who most people know as Pushy Jacked. Um, we had a, a common friend who got a DUI, and uh, and as a uh, as a consolation prize, Charlie bought him a uh, a homebrew kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it would be kind of funny. And um, so he brewed that, and it turned out okay. And, and Charlie got into the hobby, and and I I played with it with them. And um, and then come the following Christmas, Charlie bought me uh, a starter kit, and that was 1998, and been going at it ever since mm-hmm. well and you've uh you've won some awards you're uh you're a nationally you're a, uh, a nationally ranked bjcp judge you're um uh, you know you're involved in a lot of the uh the homebrew community stuff as well right yeah it's really uh it's really taken off from there um yeah i've, I've done some competitions i never i haven't been much of a competition person mm-hmm. um however that very first beer i've been a competition <laughs> hoe for for a while yeah. yeah, used to be. But that that first that first beer that that uh, that that kit that that Charlie bought for me um, was a was a, I remember it was a dry stout. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a, an Irish dry stout, and I made that and um, and I knew about the BJCP even even then, and I was sitting there with the guidelines because the, uh, this competition came up for we were we did the Renaissance Fair back in the in that in those days, and um, the Renaissance Fair was hosting a competition, and I, I wanted to put this beer into that competition mm-hmm. and. I sat there with the guidelines, and I'm like, well, it's a dry stout, and I've had Guinness, and this doesn't taste like Guinness, so what does it taste like? So I read the guidelines, and I'm like, this seems to be a foreign extra stout to me. So I entered it as that, and I actually ended up getting a, a second place in that competition. I've never been much of a competition person, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I've won some medals throughout. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I'm going to second round this year. I did advance to second round in nationals this year with right. one beer. Well, what was the beer? Uh, category twenty three, a peanut butter stout. Ah, peanut butter stout. Interesting. Yes. Is it real peanut buttery? Uh, very, very peanut buttery. Nice. That's because otherwise, you know, people do peanut butter, and it's like it's like bacon beer. Doesn't taste like bacon. Doesn't taste like anything. It's like, well, you use a lot of bacon in it. Yeah, but it doesn't taste like bacon. <laughs> you know, here's your problem. Um, I, I well, think this- and. Um, so, Steve, one of the, one of the things that uh, you know when you were making your your early beer kits and all stuff like that, did you have that experience where uh, you're getting drunk with some friends and like, dude, this is the best beer ever. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, start selling this, and you know, you quit your job and become a pro brewer. Is that is that what happened? Um, I, I've been I've experienced that. I think I think all of us. Have, have experienced that at least once in our life, where our friends try to, you know, turn us onto that or push us in right. that direction. Right. And I did think about that at one time, and um, that's kind of how where I'm at now. I, I my my uh, hot, my career right now is in is actually as an audio engineer, mixing mixing movies and television. And in high school, that was a hobby that I turned into a career, and and it kind of made the hobby less fun. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I wouldn't want to take a hobby that I enjoy and go right. into that career and and then ruin a hobby. Yeah, I've see, already I've, kind of, I've had the same. I've already kind of done that once. The same sort of thing. I was like, you know, I got a great hobby. Yeah, you know, why mess it up by you know turning it into a job? So I've always you know kind of held off on that as well. Well, mm-hmm. so what? What? And, made and you... I did look into it, but the cost is just so 
so prohibitively expensive. Mm-hmm. When you start really considering it, you're like, I need a, I need three quarters of a million to even consider doing this. Right. So but that's probably another show. Yeah, exactly. Well, 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 but what what convinced you to uh, kind of make the you know make the leap, make the make the change? What's what's caused you to move forward on this? It uh, fell in my lap. I got really lucky, mm-hmm. and it really was it really was it was um it was given to me on a platter. Um, my my job was um, questionable last summer. Um, there was a there was a concern that we might be going union. And we felt, I felt that if, if, our, if our house did turn into a union house, we've been a non-union house um, for forever. Mm-hmm. And I felt that if we did go union, being that the seniority that I had and the pace of Gale that I was at, that I might not be there when, when all the cards shook out. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at what else I could do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we all know that's and, really limited. And, and, it, and it is, because I've, I've got a, a, a degree in, in audio engineering. I mean, what do you with that <laughs> and so i was just i was just looking and um i, I didn't want to like i said i didn't want to ruin a hobby mm-hmm. so i thought well maybe i can do a, a bar a really nice gastro pub mm-hmm. and there's um and i thought the city was was in dire need of that and i went looking for um retail space i was just curious what it would what it would cost you know if i wanted to i wanted to just put the numbers together and see could i could i do this and i wasn't too serious about it but i was, I was like if i wanted to do a bar Bar is cheaper. You don't have all the uh, all the stainless that you have to get. You just need some taps and some some beverage, some coolers and mm-hmm. and some good connections. And you can make a decent you can make a decent fun gastropub or a really nice beer bar. Mm-hmm. And our our downtown has just been renovated, so I figured I'd look down there and see what see what the rates were going for. There was a sign on on a on a location, and uh, it said space for lease. I'm like, oh, I wonder this is a nice location. What is what is the square footage cost on this? So I call a number. And I get a receptionist, and I'm asking. I say I'm asking about this location, and um, and she doesn't know what I'm. She doesn't know anything. She's like, because she's you know, a state away. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, let me give you, let me put you in touch with somebody else. So the next day, I get a phone call from somebody saying asking about my my inquiry, and I um, I tell them that I'm looking at doing a, a beer bar, in particular a gastro pub, mm-hmm. and the guy says, you mean like father's office? And my, 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 I do like, like just like shake my head, like yeah, exactly, like father's office. He's like, oh, I think that'd be really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I do too. He's like, well, okay, well, can you put together a, a one sheet for us and and uh, and get that for us next week? And I'm like, absolutely. And so I hang off the phone, go to my computer, and I Google what is a one sheet because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know what what he's talking about at this point. I have a pretty good idea. He's looking for a resume, and, and I find out that is in fact what he wants, and. So I spend the weekend putting together this, this one sheet that they asked for, and I send it to them Monday morning, and I get a call within an hour saying that they like my idea and they think it would be perfect for the location and they want to know if, if we can get together the following week. And I say, absolutely. And uh, they, they say there's another guy on, in, on the street that wants to do a bar as well, and maybe we can work something out. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a, little, mm-hmm. I'm a little cautious of this. And so the following week, I go to this. I go to this meeting, beer in hand, because I think what better way to sell a beer bar than to take some beer with me? Mm-hmm. And I go prepared. I have a hoppy beer, I have a multi beer, I have a sour beer, and I have a, a really robust beer. And um, and I want to, I want to do a beer bar that kind of focuses on California beer. So I take all California beer, and uh, I just happen to have a really nice, nice Russian Imperial Stout that's really malty at this time. And actually, it's gone on to go to the second round. It's a Russian Imperial Stout with peanut butter, but that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. So I take this Russian Imperial Stout to him, and, uh, and I show up with this cooler. And the guy's like, you, bring, you brought beer with you? I'm like, well, yeah. I figure what, beta, what better way to sell beer than for me to pitch you on beer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I pour him, when I'm, and he sees that there's this beer that's not labeled. And, he, and I say, I tell him, you know, I pour for him. like, I, I made this, and I describe what I've, what I've made and what it is. And he tries it, and he's like, and he was just floored. He's like, well, if you make beer, why are we trying to do a bar? Why don't we just do a brewery? And I was like, yeah, why don't we just do a brewery? <laughs> oh, and I guess I failed to mention the before this that they, this, this is the, the person that, that contacted me is the person that has put about about $40 million downtown. So he's mm. done some serious investment. Mm-hmm. Him and his company, it's not just an individual, but it's 
it's an entire redevelopment company, mm-hmm. and they've invested a serious chunk of change downtown. So this is somebody that has some very strong financial backing. And when he says, well, why are we doing this? Why don't we just do this other thing that costs four or five times as much? Mm-hmm. I just say, yeah, why don't we just do that? Mm-hmm. So it really was just handed to me on a silver platter. Fantastic. Well, you know, I think it's um, it's what what I find because I I feel like I kind of lucked into you know my deal as well, and that's yeah, what it caused says, me. Thomas, to, it says Thomas Jefferson says you know um, you know the more the he believes in luck, and the harder he works, the more luck he has. So right. I think that's the case for both of you. You know, you put in. You you make you take the risk you put in the time and reap the rewards. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know having a you know a good beer there. You know if you had taken some, you know crappy, you know, uh, beer to the to the meeting and given them that, and it was you know infected or whatever, then you probably wouldn't be having that conversation. <laughs> wouldn't be here right now. Right, he'd probably be saying, "So, do you really know anything about beer?" You know, would be one of been one have been one of those conversations. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, take another short break, and uh, when we come back, I'm going to tell you something that you don't know about my friend John Palmer. Back after this. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hello? Hey, Drew, it's Push. You want to do some lunch? Oh, I can. I'm reading something important. What? Hello? John, it's Push. Hey, this is John, and I'm busy reading right now, so please... What is going on? This is Sven. Hey, you busy? Yeah, I am. I'm reading Gordon's new book. From Brewers Publications and the only home brewer to win the coveted National Homebrew Competition Ninkasi Award three times comes a complete look at technical, practical, and creative homebrewing. Brewing Better Beer by Gordon Strong. What sets this book apart is its insistent focus on what's important for the home brewer. Like a great beer, it's extremely well-balanced. A mix of technical, practical, and creative advice that, if taken to heart, will make your beer a whole lot better. You'll learn Gordon's techniques and philosophy, recipes and tips to take your homebrew to the next level. Brewing Better Beer, master lessons for advanced homebrewers. Proudly available now from Brewers Publications. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, it's time now for what you don't know about my good friend John Palmer. This is good. <laughs> what you don't know about my good friend John Palmer. His middle name is Dillinger. Dillinger. <laughs> John Dillinger Palmer. What you don't know about my good friend John Palmer. All right, so yeah, what we're doing uh tonight uh and and what we're going to do with the uh, the show is we're going to uh you know every other show or so uh, we're going to do a uh, pro brewer uh, type of show. We're going to start out with you know how you open a brewery, how you get into uh, being a pro brewer, and then we're going to also cover you know pro brewing topics as far as uh, you know what kind of uh, you know. And I think the thing that sparked this was we were talking at uh, CBC about uh, we did a. Um, uh, yeast panel on uh, repitching yeast, and it really focused on you know the pro brewer aspect of it. And we were talking about doing a show on that on Brew Strong, and then it's like, well, you know, that's really very pro brewer focused. And you know, the reality is we have a lot of uh, pro brewers that listen, so uh, it'd be nice if we could kind of kind of do some of those shows and and uh, you know make sure we get that focus as well. All right, so we're talking, uh, uh, and we've got uh, Steve uh, Kinsey is going to uh, uh, be our uh, our third man on this uh, on these uh, pro brewer shows, and we will because uh, he's opening a brewery. And uh, Steve, your brewery is going to be called uh, Kinetic Kinetic Brewing Company. Yes. All right. Yeah, and you down in uh, Lancaster, California. Lancaster, yes, it's uh, Southern California. It's Los Angeles County. It's uh, the north, the north end of Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you know, the the thing we want to do is really kind of, uh, you know, a lot of people they wonder how do I, you know, get my shot at at opening a brewery. You know, I'm willing to do anything. I get people telling me that all the time. And it's like, well. You know, I can't walk you through, you know, doing this because in an email because it's going to be a book. So, you know, let's do a series of shows and let's uh, let's do it that way. So I think this, this will be helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, as, you know, talking with different brewers at CBC and so on, I mean, everybody's got a different story. Everybody's, you know, cl- you know, created an opportunity in a different way or seized an opportunity at the right, the right time. So, um yeah, it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting interviewing other people besides yourselves too. Is you know how they got started mm-hmm. um, and uh, sharing experiences that way, and then the other, as you're saying, the other aspects of the shows will be taking you know taking our technical discussions to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what what is a what are what what is a proper face in terms of uh, yeast ranching and repitching? Mm-hmm. You know what what issues is he dealing with uh, versus the home brewer. Uh, to you know, to get every, get everybody you know able to 
understand what the leap is. Well, and I think this will be fascinating for people working on a small scale as well. Yeah. Um, you know, nano brewers or, you know, home brewers as well. Because, um, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, brewery XYZ, they do it this way. So that's why I do my five gallon homebrew batch this way. It's like, well, you know, there's a difference there. And, you know, the differences come from, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things. And, and that's the reason why you don't do the same thing. So, uh, I think it'll be an interesting insight into into that world for for a lot of people. Yep. Well, John, you know, how come you haven't jumped into the uh, pro brewer <laughs> world? How come you're not? Uh, I have higher morals than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will not sell myself. Right. That's that'll uh, be that'll be. I'll have to do that on a uh, what you don't know about my uh, friend John Palmer. <laughs> He has higher um, moral standings than, than the rest of us. Uh, and, or, or it could be just lazier than you guys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, but uh, Well, yeah. you, you've considered it, haven't you? I have. I, I've thought about it. And, uh, you know, I always thought it'd be too much work, um, too much struggle to, you know, to, to do it. Um, but certainly I never envisioned, you know, hiring people like you have, Jamil. Or, you know, I, I always I always thought of it, I guess it may as Steve did, where it would be a completely, you know, grassroots, out of the garage kind of thing, um, kind of struggle to to go pro. And it's just, you know, investors never occurred to me, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watching you do it, you know, frankly, I'm envious for both of you. I mean, this it's just an, it's a neat opportunity that you've that you've uh, grabbed onto. Um, you know, you know I, it is the kind of thing that I would like to do. Right. It just always seemed like, you know, too, too high a cliff to scale. So, um, I don't know. And I've got, I've got my, my day job as a metallurgist. Right. Well, and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and you just like saying the word metallurgist. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, you know, and for me, I didn't want to, uh, you know, ruin a good hobby I also thought, you know, way too much money involved. And then, you know, people are like, oh, but, you know, you could get the investors. You could get the investors. You know, not a problem. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want to owe people millions of dollars and, right. you know, have all that on my head. And and then, uh, you know, I just came across a great opportunity with, uh, you know, essentially leasing uh, half of the EJ Fair Brewery in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, we're going to do a, an alternating proprietorship, which we'll get into in, in a future show, uh, the difference between contract brewing, alternating proprietorship, and, uh, you know, opening a brewery. Um, and it just affords me an opportunity to get in without, you know, those millions of dollars of uh, equipment and, and uh, you know, building costs and things like that. I still got a lot of expenses, and I still need to, you know, I put in my own fermenters and, you know, a lot of my own equipment. But, uh, you know, the overall nut is much lower uh, on something like this. So that, that for me, you know, it just kind of fell in my lap and everything is just, oh, you know, let's just do it. And, and my wife wants me to, uh, you know, work hard and uh, earn money, <laughs> which, uh, you know, doing, doing the brewing network and books and stuff like that and appearances, uh, that was fine. That was fun. But, uh, you know, apparently not her idea of living high on the hog. Yeah, uh, I, who would have who would have figured? Yeah, I've heard similar arguments from from my wife as, as well as yours. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> yeah, I think so. John just hasn't had a, a brewery fall in his lap yet. Maybe you should keep your eyes skyward, John. Right, yeah. right, right, falling in your lap. Well, I'll see if I can't you know work my way into taking over Stone one of these days. That'd be fun. <laughs> but uh, you know, just. Um, you know, getting you know getting that to to happen, I think is is uh, is huge. And, and you know, a, a lot of success is just you know recognizing opportunity and taking it. And um, you know, I wouldn't say that it fell in my lap, but I recognized here was a, a great opportunity, and I went ahead and you know started to pursue it. And uh, I told my wife I could do you know I've got enough energy left in me to do one more. Uh, you know, kind of startup because I worked in uh, software for a long time doing uh, startup software, and 
you know, that's like, you know, 100 hour weeks for months at a time to where, you know, I had a, a time when like blood was squirting out of one of my eyes from the, the stress of <laughs> doing startup software. So, you know, that's that's a really brutal uh, thing to get into. And and, um, you know, I think starting up a brewery can be very much the same way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, uh, I, so, I got one more in me, I think. Yeah. Kind of well, where, where are you at now in the startup process, Jamil? Well, we're real close to uh, licensing, so we should have our license this week. Um, and uh, we should start brewing, you know, the following week or, or soon thereafter. I, I've been spending time down at the brewery putting, you know, stuff together. I uh, uh, built a mill room the other day or last week, and then the since then i've been working uh helping put in the cool fit the glycol system uh to well, chill the fermenters yeah you know, what are the like what are, what are the steps kind of in sequence i mean as as you've experienced them i mean as you say this you lucked into um being able to lease um mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. premises and, and equipment that was already going up right so you were able to you know get a jump on that versus steve who right. i guess steve you're going to be purchasing this equipment right or your your uh, yeah. corporation Start, is yeah already mostly purchased yeah, yeah. mostly purchased yeah so I mean kind of kind of walk all the listeners through what are the what are the what are kind of the general s- sequence of steps in in getting getting down this road well I think uh, you know the initial part is you know and and we'll go through these in detail in future shows but you know in in a, in a in brief, I think, uh, you know, the first thing is, you know, committing to doing it. Um, you need to, you know, look to see that, you know, what you're planning actually has some realistic uh, merit to it. So, you know, is the location doable? Is, you know, is it even possible to have a, you know, a brewery like that in your state or in your town? Uh, you know, will you be able to, you know, financially make it work? And then, you know, from there, you go ahead, you, you incorporate or you get an LLC or whatever you might do. And, uh, you know, you start the process of, um, you know, pulling all your equipment together and your people and your licensing and your, you know, your marketing and all that stuff. And uh, you go forward from there. Uh, you know, for me... It's kind of unusual because uh, a lot of times if you're going to do like an alternate proprietorship, uh, you know, you find a brewery that's already running and you go in and, you know, you lease space from them and you bring in your fermenters and things like that or you rent fermenters from them and uh, you can you can go ahead and do that. In my case, the brewery wasn't done. So, um, you know, the brewery was supposed to be done a while ago, but there's been things that have, you know, slowed down the completion of the brewery. So I've been... <laughs> in there, you know, helping build the brewery as well. So I kind of got a, a, an interesting blend of, um, you know, doing it myself and, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is the, the, the pocketbook that's paying for a lot of that equipment is not mine. So, uh, you know, I'm involved in, in doing it, but uh, I don't have to worry about the, the expense. Well, Steve, where, where are you at as far as uh, yours goes? And now, you got the building secured, the location, and everything, and and you've got. I know you had your uh, your system on order, right? Yeah, we are. If, if there was an order of how you're supposed to do it in a playbook, uh, line by line, we um, are everywhere. <laughs> we are at step one. We're in the middle, and we're at the end, all at the same time. Um, we have a location that we we originally we started in, in one location, and we moved it to a larger. Uh, better suited location, um, but we don't actually have a finalized lease on that location until tomorrow. So we'll actually get a lease tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But yet, last week I had two thirds of the brewery show up, and mm-hmm. I had to scramble and, <laughs> and rent a warehouse to put twelve uh, bright and fermentation tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. I, ha- I am in possession of of a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment, but yet I don't actually have a lease on the location that we're going into yet. Hmm. Um, and then all the, as far as the other, I call them the acronyms. You have the uh, the TTB, the ABC, the the BOE, and mm-hmm. it's also you can pay some TAX. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we are, I can't without an operating. I mean, without a lease, we can't actually 
submit right, paperwork right. to the yeah. TTB. So I've been sitting on on TTB applications for three months now. Oh, buy but, yourself um, a chair. It'll be much more comfortable. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> uh, that's, so, that's why so, I'm the host of the show here. <laughs> the comic You've got genius. the brain on you. Yes. Yeah. So... Um, obviously, I'm the one that's going into this with partners, and and were I doing this myself, mm-hmm. I, I I have my own playbook that I've written out how I, I would do this. But when you bring other parties into into the into your your dance, then those things right. don't exactly happen as you as you hope and, and envision them to happen. Um, well, and that's so one of the we're things, kind of all over the map. That's one of the things I worried about was I didn't want to get a lot of investors and then have to answer to them. You know, because, you know, let's face it, I do things in bizarre ways and people would, uh, you know, not appreciate that. And then all of a sudden it would be a problem. I'd have to mm. kill somebody. You know. <laughs> so this way nobody dies. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's take another short break. And when we come back, uh, we will uh, wrap this up. We'll take some questions from the chat if you guys are there. And uh, we will... Uh, see what else is uh, happening in the, the next show. So, back after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. I love beer. I'm a brewer. I brew it. I drink it. It's in my blood, really. I'm that guy that pours malt extract on his pancakes. I wish I could just put a good brew in my pocket and take it with me. Now you can. Hey, brewers and beer lovers. Why not eat the energy bar invented by a home brewer using the same ingredients in your brew? Introducing Brew Bar Energy Bars, spelled B-R-U-B-A-R. Malt, oats, vanilla, nuts, cinnamon, coconut. You've put them in your beer, and you'll find them in your Brew Bar Energy Bar. All natural, made with simple ingredients chosen for the highest quality. They're new, different, and have a rich malty flavor and smooth, moist texture, just like a fine craft brew. You can find Brew Bar Energy Bars at BrewBar.com or find a retailer near you. And if you are a retailer, you should contact them and find out how you can sell Brew Bar Energy Bars. Check them out at BrewBar.com. That's B-R-U-B-A-R.com. And follow them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BrewBar. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. I've always thought that opening a brewery was a great way to ruin what is the perfect hobby. But like most home brewers, I really wanted to see what it would be like to produce my own beer commercially. When I started out, I was, you know, obscure homebrew geek, and being part of the Brewing Network has exposed me to a lot of people with a great passion for brewing. They seem so supportive, interested, and generous with their support. That kind of thing makes you feel like you can succeed at anything. Of course I'm excited. It's frightening. It's terrifying. It's kind of... uh, 
we've got this rescue dog, and she is completely frightened. So when she comes up to me, she's shaking and salivating at the same time. I feel the same way with Heretic. I'm still a home brewer at heart, and I hope that home brewers always feel welcome at Heretic and able to provide part of the feedback and creativity that makes craft brewing great. The thing that excites me most is the opportunity to put a beer out there that I feel is the best beer I can make and especially get a chance to go and drink that beer with people and see their reactions and get their feedback and hopefully they'll be as excited as I am about Heretic Beer. More beer has been slashing prices all year. Now, it's even more free shipping for the month of May. In February, they lowered hop prices. In March, they lowered equipment prices. In April, they lowered ingredient kit prices. Now, for the month of May, only more beer is lowering their already famous free shipping from $59 to $39. Take advantage today. Order two ingredient kits and get them shipped free. Order their new high-flow March pump and get it shipped free. Order most anything over 39 bucks and get it shipped for free. More free shipping only from More Beer at morebeer.com. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Blue Network. Like the Lance Armstrong of the beer world. Except for that nut thing. This is Bruce Strong. All right, we're back. We're doing uh, kind of an intro about uh, what we're going to be discussing on uh, some future shows. Uh, Going going pro. Uh, If you're you're interested in uh, becoming a a pro brewer or... uh, And, you know, I think for that becoming a pro brewer thing... Uh, we get Bamforth in here, and you know he teaches uh, future pro brewers. So I think that'll right. be fun, and uh, uh, you know we'll we'll kind of walk you through a lot of the process. And uh, you know I bet you one of the the best shows that we can do is one where um, we explain the whole paperwork process, the federal TTB paperwork and ABC paperwork and all that. Yeah, I mean Steve, you've you've gone through the those those forms, right? And that? you've gone through those forms, the TTB forms, and isn't it yeah. like incredibly freaking confusing at times? Yes, it's a lot like having <laughs> your your testicles put into a vice grip, and right. I, I don't know. I can't like, think of an analogy painful enough to to describe it. They're just like, what do you want in this field? Just tell me what you want in this field, and I'll put it in there. <laughs> you know, but yeah. you know, the description of the field is kind of like, huh? And, uh, you know, there's just some interesting gotchas that uh, I, I spent a lot of time doing my, my forms and, and really, you know, I made one little mistake on there. And, uh, you know, so, and it was Only just... Only one? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, it asks you the name of your company, and then it asks you what your trade name is right under it. You know, it's like field number two. So, because our trade name and our company name are the same, I shouldn't have put put anything in that number two field. You only put something there if it's different. Oh. Good (laughs) to know. See, I didn't know that. Right. Well, ours are different. Our trade name and company Mm -hmm. name are different. Right. And then you have to provide, um, you know, proof of filing for your trade name. But if it's if you if you don't use a trade name or the trade name's the same, then you don't fill in that field. And you don't file the proof of uh, you you file a um, a um, like a waiver notice of that you don't need a trade name. And so uh, right. we're gonna we're gonna have follow along graphics for people to, to right. watch when we discuss right. this, right? Oh yeah, okay. but I I think you know having somebody who's just recently done it. Um, I, I think that'll be a huge help to people when uh, when we go through that. All right, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm doing a, I'm doing a brew pub, which is different than what you're doing, and right. I have a whole different set of because mm-hmm. I'm not doing a brewery, I'm doing a brew pub, which has a whole restaurant fiasco on top of that, and right, it's just fun. well, and that that can be tricky too because um, uh, you know the, you've got that whole food portion, you end up with uh, you know the health department uh, wanting the department their health. saying things, yeah. 
Right, because you have, you have Department of Health and, and Department of Environmental Health, which are different, but yet very much the same. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have uh, quite a bit to, uh, to cover in the uh, upcoming shows. I wanted to uh, mention a sponsor of the show, uh, Adam and Eve, uh, adamandeve.com. Uh, they uh, are also a sponsor, so if you go and check them out, uh, uh, you know, it would be much appreciated. Uh, fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no, when you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so essential we can't mention on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. Uh, you'll get 50% off one item when you type Jamel, J-A-M-I-L, in the uh, offer code. Upon checkout, when you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. So just use offer code J-A-M-I-L at adamandeve.com. All right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, Justin, do we have any uh, questions from the chat? Uh, any feedback from the chat on uh, on what they think of uh, the Going Pro series we're going to be doing here? A lot of different feedback, uh, some mixed responses. Uh, those who feel that every home brewer, you know, somewhere deep inside wants to uh, open a, a major brewery uh, eventually are really positive about it. Uh, others are naysaying because they just want to be a home brewer and they, they wonder why we're listening to pro brewing. So a little bit of that. <laughs> Uh, some feedback for uh, Steve and his new brewery, Kinetic Brewing, which we're talking about him opening up today, is that uh, you have the most bitchin' tap handle concepts, and uh, they would like to know when we would be able to buy those, Steve. So they don't already... want to buy your beer. Yeah, they, they want to buy your, your tap handles. Your tap handles already. Buying something though. Uh, <laughs> cool, great. Yeah, yeah. that's all. It, it, it helps to have a, a guy that works at, at Disney and uh, and uh, puppet and model making. Oh yeah, very nice. Yeah, uh, so yeah, having having that imagineering inside help is very, is very helpful. Good. Well, one funny thing, you know, that's, we've been, uh, you know, I started this process back in October of last year, and you know, we thought that the brewery would be open. I thought we'd have licensing, so you know, we've been working on everything else, you know, in that time, and. Uh, you know, one of the things you can do is go ahead and make up your logo and your, you know, T-shirts and stuff like that. And so I've been telling people, you know, yeah, people are like, how's the brewery going? I'm like, well, you know, I decided not to brew, do a brewery. I'm, I'm doing a clothing company instead. So, yeah, here's your free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been handing out lots of T-shirts and stuff like that. The interesting thing is once you become licensed, once you are a brewery, then uh, you cannot give away merchandise like that in the state of California. You're limited to three dollars per consumer. So, uh, oh, you know, I won't be able to give away T-shirts and stuff like that. I can give away coasters. <laughs> I can give you a sticker, <laughs> but I can't give you a T-shirt or a hat or anything like that. So, uh, it becomes real restrictive. Um, and uh, you know, same thing on. Um, uh, you know, as far as beer and things like that, you you end up uh, uh, you can give to uh, nonprofits, but uh, a lot of others uh, that that really becomes a, a tricky issue. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, uh, you know, just one of those little things that you learn as you're going along, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't know what the rules are around uh, you know opening a brewery or running a brewery. So, uh, got to be careful. All right. Uh, I guess that wraps it up for for this show. Uh, any other uh, issues or questions that uh, we didn't cover uh, on this that, that you think we need to? Uh, no, let people know. No, I think we just you know just want to reiterate that uh, you know there's a ton of topics within opening up a brewery, right? And this is part of us trying to cover that, and we are still doing uh, homebrewing brew strongs also. Mm-hmm. So just trying to fit in. Yep. If you have topic ideas as a potential uh, homebrewer wanting to go pro, we would love to hear those. Just like we'd always love to hear brew strong ideas, you can send it all to brewstrong at thebrewingnetwork.com. All right. Okay. Good show, everybody. If you are uh, 
listening to the show live, you want to stick around, uh, John and I are going to do a live Q&A show right after this. Um, and uh, then we're going to see you in Cleveland for the IAX uh, Beer Fest. It's going to be a lot of fun. You might want to check out uh, the Brewing Network store. There's a lot of goodies in there that, uh, if you purchase, uh, help to keep this programming on the air. So uh, go in there, buy yourself a couple of shirts, hats, glassware, books, uh, what have you. Uh, check it all out at the brewingnetwork.com slash store, and uh, you'll see a lot, of, a lot of goodies there. Till then, brew strong. Brew strong, everybody.